Hey everyone, welcome to Smash and Grab Comics. We are sitting here on a Saturday night here for you. This is, of course, the King of Comics, Tyler. Sitting with me, as always, is the one, the only, J.P. Jones. What up? What up? It's excited. I'm excited. It's excited. What is excited? I'm it's, excited. Everything's <laughs> excited. I'm, cripes, yeah, I am yeah, excited. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, Saturday evening. Uh, the store's closed. Thank you, Rainbow Comics Cards and Collectibles, 3310 South Minnesota Avenue, for being our sponsor and also letting us sit here in our uh, lovely 5,000 square feet of awesome and record our fun little podcast that people like to... It's I heard people like to listen to it. Yeah, I heard I heard things. I heard, th I I heard heard, good I, things. I heard good things. I heard good things. I want to thank uh, John Jesperson for coming on two weeks ago uh, when uh, JP here couldn't make it. Yeah, that was great. We had great a fun, sub in. Awesome. fun chat about um, kind of... What to look for when buying on spec. Yeah. Right? Sure. What to look for, what not to look for, what to buy, what not to buy. Um, and ultimately, at the end of the day... It's well, what you want to read, man. It's what you want to read, but it's also what you believe in. Uh, dial it back, you know, just to um, harp on that conversation. Not harp on it, but uh, to jump in on that conversation you guys had. Yeah. Um, I believed 100% wholly and truly in the John Wick comic. I bought a yeah. whole pretty yeah. much short box full this of is it. A, this is a good story. And I bought a whole short box full of it, yep. and I kept it and held it and held on to it. Not a good book. The inside of the book, the story was I, not really that I great. I own one copy of it. I'm not into it. Yeah, the story was really not that great, and that's coming from a huge John Wick fan. But it's still the first appearance of John Wick. Mm -hmm. The movies have been huge. Yep. A TV show is coming. Keanu Reeves has, has been on fire lately. And um, recently I sold a set of those ABCD cover, Yeah, 50 bucks. Nice. So that pretty much paid for most of the books that I bought. How many sets do you got? Oh, lots, <laughs> lots. Because I just have, I just have one cover of issue number one. Still, those are going for twenty to thirty dollars. Are they? Yeah, I just I sold the forest because I was like, I got a ton. I'll, well, I'll get I'm 50 not even bucks sure which one I have. Well, I know, well, I know what it looks like. I just don't know what letter it is. Sure, it's uh, the, the photo, photo of uh, the photo covers the thirty dollar one. Yeah, is it? that's okay. what people are paying more for. But that's a success story, and that wasn't something that I knew inherently was going to be big. It's just. I had you a like belief. John Wick. I, I love John Wick. I believe in John Wick, and I bought a bunch of them because of that. And then it just turned out. You know what I mean? It, that's a success story. It's not going to always turn out that way. But uh, the, John uh, Jesperson and I both believe. If you think it's awesome, you believe in it. You buy an, and and you buy into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and eventually, maybe somebody else will think it's cool, and that's what happened. Somebody else, the world thought it was cool with me. But they didn't know about it uh, at the beginning. Yeah. Does but, it yeah. always bug you when they, they do this huge media push when movies come out? No. But they don't do a good job? Oh. Like the comic book? Okay. Um, not necessarily. Because that comic book came out in light of John Wick 3? Yeah. Um, not necessarily. I read it at face value. Um, I, I, I could really tell that it wasn't uh, an absolute... John Wick fans dream like mm -hmm. you know what I mean like mm -hmm. if they would have had like me write that book you know it'd be so much more interesting I just really thought it was flat and I thought it just didn't it didn't live up to what the John Wick uh, story is and the, what the John Wick feeling is um, issue one did a good job but then it just fumbled so bad in issue two three four five uh, I still bought them just to have sets but um, but yeah it just wasn't what I wanted Still a good book to, uh, to buy on spec, though. If you are a specker, uh, get some John Wicks. Um, th I think that book is going to continue to rise. If you wrote a comic book, what genre would it be in? Um, I think I would definitely probably be like Little Bird, where it's not um, doesn't really have a genre. I think I would be genre bend. It'd be this to me is 
so strange. Almost like a alternate history book, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, sci-fi. Yeah. Horror. Exactly. But not exclusively any of those. Right. That's the type of book I would write. It would be dramaful, sci-fi, horror. Yeah. I don't think it would be horror. I think it, the horror would be more into the situations. I have an idea for a book that I've always wanted to do. Right. Um, it's a... a I can t- tell you guys, you know, no one's going to steal it. And if you do, I'll kill you. No. <laughs> I've he always had w- he an idea. Will, people, he will. I've always had an idea about a book where a guy dies and he goes to heaven. And when he gets to heaven, he realizes that his version of heaven was not his forever love's version of heaven. Okay. And... When he gets there, he realizes that the girl that he fell that he was in love with in life isn't actually her. It's a it's it's his version of her, yeah. And it's not truly her. I think that and, we all do that. We fall in love with the version of the person that we want them to be. Well, he falls in love with her again, or is in heaven, and because because that's his version of heaven is being with her. She's there, but it's not really her. And then it, over the course of the story, he speaks to God about where she is, and he tries to tell him not to pursue this. And, mm-hmm. and ultimately what he figures out is that she is in her own version of heaven with somebody else because that's her version of heaven. And that is the— And it wasn't him. And it's not him. Yeah. And that's the ultimate, like, blow. Yeah. So then that would be, like, you know, the story arc in, in terms of that's the kind of the big, the big gut-wrenching thing. Is yeah. He finds her— in her version of heaven, but she's not with him. She's with someone else. Because I could see that's that. her. So that that's always been my idea, and it's uh, very dramaful and a could lot they, of existential questions. You know what so I mean? So did they have to get permission from God to see someone else's version, or can they travel between them, like, interdimensionally? And that's something that I haven't figured out, but uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like how does the quantum mechanics of this work here? I, <laughs> but that's just the overall story. That's yeah. the idea, yeah, 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 yeah. and then you need to shave it down from yeah. there and figure it out. But I, I, I've always been uh, fascinated with that idea, and mm-hmm. I've, it's something I've kicked around in my head, like, isn't that a, a beautiful and horrific idea? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like a beautiful it's nightmare. It's so sad, you it's, know. It's very melancholy. Especially if the reader is really built up to like this guy. If they're really rooting for him for the whole arc, right. and at the end, and then at the end he, fig- he finds her, white picket fence, everything like that. Yeah. She comes out the house, and she goes, you can't be here. What do you mean? I'm so- I belong here. Yeah. And then her husband walks up. Maybe it would Hello, be even... this? You know maybe I mean? it would like, be... Oh, even, shit! <laughs> maybe even more impactful if she doesn't know he's there, and he just witnesses right. them, some, some... To them happily ever after story. Right. Kind of like... It's it's almost like some castaway shit, you know what I mean? Yep. Like Tom yep. Hanks. That was gut wrenching. That yeah. fucking hurt. Yeah, he had to let her go. She had, had to life. let her go. But <sighs> second arc, he's not letting her go, right? Then you go into I mean, rage against God, and then you go into no, not against God. Like he just becomes stalkerish, right? <laughs> and he's just like outside. No, the no, white the story's going off the rails. <laughs> He's like smelling her stuff in the closet all while all she's a, while she's at heaven job, you know, like at work. All of a sudden, it's a Lifetime movie. Yeah, exactly. Where <laughs> some woman's getting exactly. beat, you know. God, there's nothing the husband can do because he's stuck in an elevator yeah. somewhere. My Heavenly Stalker, starring Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith Baxter Burney gets beaten with a rod. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that's that's my idea for a book. So if you ever uh, see that, that's what it'll be about. That'll be fun. Um, so, good friend of ours, um, Clara Meath, has a new partner in crime. Yes, as far as officially we can book. talk about it. Yeah, as far as a comic book partner, that is. Um, 
those of you may remember Clara from past episodes we've had, and also Elliot Rahal from uh, um, Lunch Special. Hot um, Lunch Special. Hot Lunch Special, thank you. Um, and you did a great interview with him. Yeah, and that was um, – so it's really fun that two of our past interviewees have come together to create a new book. Yes. Do you know the synopsis of this book? Yes, it is called Midnight Vista. It's a book from Aftershock. And basically the – so uh, cool there on Aftershock. I love, I love it too. I love the stuff yep. they put out. And I'm really a big fan of, and proponent of Aftershock. I love their stuff, and I really see them as kind of like the next big thing for indie books um, that people aren't necessarily all talking about yet. You know, Image is the staple, but Aftershock is gunning for that, that top spot. They've got a lot of books. But anyway, but Midnight... But here's the thing. Sorry, image, image may topple because they've just got so much out there now with, in the last two years, um, all the they've new titles. They've got too much they've... money to topple. They're too big to fail. I just mean, like, not topple as in Give away the top spot in being the number one yeah, in, in, in independent Yeah, because they're books. not... It just seems like quality control is less and less. There and is so, none. Right, and exactly. So um, readers have to wade through the so-so stuff, like Marvel or DC stuff. And um, I think the smaller ones that put out less, I always love Aftershock stuff. I shouldn't say always. Some some of them are like, eh. Yeah, but, there are a couple that they've missed on, but mostly they've been hit and they've been taking chances, and I can really see the potential in Aftershock books, and I really like their books. Yeah. But uh, um, So Clara and Elliot's book is called Midnight Vista, and the overall story is it's, Life after alien abduction. So basically PTSD and dealing with the trauma of being abducted by aliens. And um, that's really the overall story. I mean, without saying too much else. With um, Check it out. It's going to be cool. Clara's art is phenomenal. Elliot's a great writer. Uh, he's got such a dark mind, tells really intricate stories. And Clara's art works really Do you know what kind of that. like... Um mood it's going to have i mean is it going to it's going to be a darker book dark and serious it's going to be a dark serious book yeah. that's uh it's got some situations that you're going to be reading you're going to be like that's fucked up uh, okay so, cool yeah. i was hoping they weren't going to do like a silly spin no, on it no it is not like destroy all humans yeah. thing like 1950s yeah. lottie dog okay yeah it's Good. not no no it, it it seems to be a psychological horror and a um desperate look into the minds of yeah. these people that have been scarred yeah Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what came out this week is Little Bird number four. Yes, chapter four in Little Bird Saga. It does not disappoint. Uh, Aditya Bidikar and Bed, uh, Bed, <laughs> Ben Didier, uh, Darcy Van Polgeist. Uh, I, I'm saying these names terribly. Uh, I think it's Polgeist or Polgeist. Ian Bertram, Matt Hollingsworth, uh, this creative team that is on this book is just unreal. Um, this uh, book Dar- Darcy's the writer, Ian's the artist, Matt is the colors, uh, Aditya is the letters, and Ben is the design. Uh, it's just a really cool uh, marriage of creativity here. Right. Um, the artwork and the story all lend itself to this crazy, gonzo, amazing book that Doesn't everyone just, needs to experience. Um, it just feels... Um, like a really important book. The script for the title is very elegant. The artwork on the cover is very grotesque, but elegant too. I mean, yep. it's this it's beautifully horrid thing. Exactly. And it's then, beautiful in its atrocity. Yeah, and then you know, I, I'm not I'm not completely in love with the interior art. I love it. Do you? Yeah. Um, I I just don't really enjoy specifically the characters' eyes. They just I, they're, wide, found, yeah. they're wide open football. They're shape. they're almost more like American anime. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, or maybe I wouldn't say American anime. Maybe a European anime. But yeah. uh, it, it's definitely um, shades of 
you know, Alita, Battle Angel, and things like that. But but it's not manga, you know, in terms no, of its. No, um, I didn't mean that. I just meant. No, I hear you. The I'm just trying to describe the distinctive to um, look of the characters' faces in particular. Yeah. To me, is not my cup of tea. I could see but that. It for me, it doesn't hinder the story in any way. It's just no, it's it's just a personal choice or opinion. I love it. I think it enhances the story because it, it really just uh, solidifies that this is a, such an imaginative book and these characters. Um, I just I like the way they look because these characters can't and don't exist in our reality and shouldn't. Yeah. Because this book is so crazy. It is, and in- I think intense. that that's kind of what separates the the art um, from a regular book. Because I think if you drew this realistically, mm-hmm. it would come off very standoffish to people because it's just almost too real. Because the subject matter here is very, very dark and very. Uh, intense in its uh, portrayal of religion and portrayal of nation- nationalism, and uh, I'm going to collect these. It's going to go through issue five, correct? But then I'm also going to buy it and trade, yeah. Um, because I just want to read it as a whole story, as a chunk. As it's a, going to be an awesome trade paperback. Yeah, it's going to be one of those um, staple books of the independent industry. I think going um, forward, it's definitely um, something I'm. Specking on a little bit. When I first read, read read the first issue, I immediately ran out and, and bought two more issues at number one. Just because I, I loved it so much. It's cool. I really like the like the cover of this particular one in general, and all the covers. They're very visceral. I mean this this cover is kind of fun, but yet gross. Yes. You know, it's so strange how to have that dichotomy, but that's what the artist pulls off here. Yeah. This is like. Uh, uh, the cover of issue, uh, excuse me, chapter four, is like Akira filtered through an LSD drip. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very abstract, mm-hmm. right? It, it's almost like you're in a Salvador Dali painting. Yeah, a little um, bit. But yeah, this this whole other world they've painted and created and um, and drawn us into. I love it. And Little Bird, check it out. If you can find issue number one on on stands, buy it up quick. Spot, it's about quick twenty bucks right now. I think. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely tougher to find. And I, I really think Image has a winner here, especially for five issues. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. Uh, or look for the trade when it comes out. Um, uh, I know here at Rainbow, though, uh, thank you again for our sponsor, Rainbow Comics Cards Collectibles, 3310 South Minnesota Avenue, beautiful Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, they do have issues two, three, and four uh, on hand, in stock, ready to ready for you to buy. Um, I don't remember second printings coming out for... Oh, yes, I do. Remember, uh, second printings of issue number one came out, but I think they were snatched up pretty quick. Were they? Yeah. So second printings probably are kind of rising in price, too, I bet. They were probably probably not far behind they're probably 10 15 bucks yeah that's crazy if the number if the first print's going for 20 so gideon falls uh let's just hit on this and then we'll talk about the big book from last week uh yes. speaking of which sorry we missed last week father's day and all um both john and i were wrapped up in other activities so family we, comes first we, we love just, the podcast but we just we gotta decided, do what we gotta do we just decided it uh, really wasn't gonna work out and getting a sub anyway on you know a weekend where everybody's you know at a lake doing or everything doing <laughs> outside doing stuff which is exactly why we weren't able to do what we until do. tyler and i build our mansion and we all live in the same place yes <laughs> and we will my family will have the west corridor yes you guys will have the east and we'll and meet I'm, up in the middle yes and i'm going to change my last name to tybalt Tybalt? Yes. How titillating. John Tybalt. John Tybalt. You sound royal. That's right. The Tybalts. Gideon Falls gets weirder. Um, Of course, this is Jeff Lemire. Um, I love, 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 love this story. It is so intense. Um, It turns out... um, Well, it's becoming bigger than we 
ever could have imagined. It yeah. started off as like a small town horror thing. This where where this black barn would show up, take people, and, and yeah. it was just a, a Twilight Zone kind of fun mystery. And now things have exploded on a grand scale. And uh, this issue covers a lot of stuff in terms of time travel and people being from different dimensions and the grand scheme and architect of what the Black Barn is and um, how they're going to fight it. It is nuts. It's Gonzo's crazy. Um, but it's it's so cool. Gideon Falls started from this small thing and worked its way up into this big, huge um, cathedral, if you will. No, no pun intended because this book is also kind of a churchy religious book. But it's built this uh, Sistine Chapel of a story now uh, when the first story was what we thought was, you know, a, a small room. Yeah, I mean, the um, story of this issue continues on from the last issue where you have this priest wandering from uh, it was like um, 1800s yeah. uh, Gideon Falls yeah because we've established that Gideon Falls exists in multiple planes of reality yeah and, and it always will and always has and he's just jumping through in this issue several different um, versions of it and he's trying to figure out what's going on and what we find is he's at basically the nexus of all of the Gideon Falls all of the um, this um, version universes. of Gideon Falls is closest to the center yeah Yep. And that's why uh, its place is so powerful and 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 so tangible for him. Uh, and it's revealed that he is actually the architect of one of the devices to travel between these points. And it's nuts. Yeah. He meets characters. He meets characters that have already met him. They say, and oh, they, that's right, you haven't met us yet. And, and they've been in the story because the doctor in here, isn't that... Isn't that uh, Sinclair's doctor? I mean, it it, it looks like her. I, I, they never say her name. They never say her name. But there are characters that you're going, wait a minute. Um, but it can't be a coincidence that Sinclair's doctor in the present time is Asian, and this woman, this older woman, is Asian. I really think that that they're trying to they're trying to tell the reader that that's who that's it that is without saying her name. Yeah, because um, they never call her by her name. No, they don't. Which they, I like. It builds but the mystery. Then we see again. this bishop grow old i mean here he's middle age early middle age and by the end of the book we get to see him as a cardinal and he has kind of a legion of young people who said earlier in the book that they knew him you know this is such a mindfuck of 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 um time travel here. yeah well he started in like the 1800s yes and then he jumped through to an alternate dimension 1800 yes and then uh he, he and He's had to he, have jumped years then, if what you're no, saying. No, I think it was 1900, 1900. Early, because, early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or late 18, because uh, when he comes back, he's in the 1950s, yeah. and, he's, and they say he's been gone for like 70 years or something, 50 to 70 years or something. Let me look. I'll look. I'll look. I'll find it. So that's why I'm not completely sold on the, that uh, the old lady 50 is years ago. So it was early 1900s then, because yeah. it's 1953. So, yep. Yeah, so that's where I'm not sold that that that's Sinclair's doctor, um, because maybe then, then why see, would it, why would they have an, an older Asian lady who then, looks exactly like that lady? Well, because now you see, and it says now, and now he's old and he's a bishop now, and so this would be the contemporary time that has the Sinclair we've been following, not the not the demon that this guy's been following. I'm sorry, listeners. But he knows, if I you know. if you don't if you aren't if you familiar with this up book, on Gideon Falls, you're right now. You're like, what are these dudes talking about? Okay. This is dumb. All right, <laughs> it is um, very much like Fringe. Uh, if you've ever watched the J.J. Abrams show Fringe, yeah, uh, it's kind of got a lost feel to it. It's, a little bit. Yeah, it's um, 
We're talking about multiple realities, multiple time um, timelines. Where a, where a town called Gideon Falls exists in all of them. And okay, so and this demon Stephen King's The Dark Tower. This is yeah, this is much so like much that. this story, and yeah. but done in a completely unique way. Absolutely, very much you know, like that. Being that there is Stephen King really focused on that there was one dimension or one reality that was the core hub universe the hub yeah. right like and then he described it like wheels on a like spokes on a wheel mm-hmm. and so i can see that happening here and where that priest ended up and the, and he got to see his machine that he will one day make that's cool absolutely yeah it's really cool and interesting and uh time travel is always something that is like whatever you know what i mean Not like me. anybody can love that idea of time travel i mean i, I like it but uh i take it at very at, at total face value on time travel like whatever you're gonna tell me if you're using your time travel as a device i don't care how it works like because time travel is impossible so doesn't um, matter to me so what's your favorite time travel um movie who's done it best that that does explain it best to you without you having to like try to figure it out um this is gonna be a weird pick but uh the butterfly effect actually yep, yep. um with ashton kutcher yep i know that's, I, re- that's that, a really see, weird the, pick no it's not um but, but the, they because that really... added in another um a concept of his consciousness traveling through time right but not his body right he's and got also, a different body every time but yet his consciousness catches up to him and he ends up with Basically, he's ending up with his brain is deteriorating because it's overload. Yeah, but I love how that one tackles it because it's also about choices and how those choices affect your timeline. And uh, in the end, mm-hmm. he had to give up the thing that he was chasing the whole movie. Yep. Uh, spoiler alert, the movie's been out for like 20 years. Oh, more than uh, that. <laughs> 99, maybe. He basically goes so back to the first time he met the girl he fell in love with yep. and basically tells her to fuck off when they're yep. kids yep. so that she never talks to him again and then they meet back up later and, on and she had in a great life, life and she had a great life and now they can start fresh and they're adults yeah. and it was a beautiful like you let if you love something so much you will let it go yeah and that's what happened and like i, I love the time travel in that it's awesome yeah it's very unique um the way he's able to and the movie is like super dark but has like a uh a sad but happy note at the end. You know um, what I mean? You know what? This is so crazy because Ashton Kutcher has never been known for serious roles, and he did this great. Killed it. Yeah. So good in that I movie. I mean, I, you know, he's he's a dumbass. You know what I mean? In all his roles, he plays this stupid yeah, guy, the, right? He's the goofy and jock. This is this is a, Drama. a totally different role for him. I've one never his, seen I've never seen him in anything else like it. One of his best. Really, really good. Yeah, really. for sure. Um Anyway, so that's Gideon Falls. Um, I don't know. What do you say we talk about um, another book that is uh, could be a good spec book to pick up? Some of the covers, anyway. Um, talking about Silver Surfer Black. Came out last week, Silver Surfer Black. We didn't have time to talk about it, uh, no. but we're hitting it this week. I say 100% wholehearted yes. Go and buy Silver Surfer Black. Uh, not only for spec, but it is by far... Uh, the best Silver Surfer has looked in years, I think. Uh, Do you? It, yes. This is where Silver Surfer is a really hard character to draw, mm-hmm. and it's a really hard it's a really hard cosmic look to nail down. And the person most who was people doing... have done it in the past to look like Michelangelo's David, but in silver. Yeah, you know. But I like the way, and I can't. The name of the artist eludes me right now. Okay. Uh, but he did like, uh, yeah, he did like uh, Luther Strode, um, and when he does actual like human beings and like 
characters that exist in reality. I think his artwork is not up to snuff. It looks too anime and manga inspired. But when he's drawing galactic aliens and cosmic uh, time warps and um, tubes and black holes and stars and uh, the power cosmic that comes from Silver Surfer, I loved his fluidity. I loved his motion. I loved his use of panels, frames, perspective. And I, I liked how he treated Silver Surfer as an entity rather than just a man with metal skin. You know what I mean? Um, you mean Trad Moore? Yes. Okay. Um, so I have a little bit different opinion of that. When you said it looked like his anime style, that's what I took away from this book, too. And it really, for me, took away from it a little bit. Um I think he was trying to play to Donny Cates' um, version of the Venom symbiote because a lot of times the Silver Surfer would look like when that symbiote would take shape. Uh, spoiler, if you haven't read this book, the symbiote is in here. Nim- uh, Null is the, the god of is symbiotes. The god of symbiotes. That I, Silver Surfer was drawn to this planet because of all Venom, these deaths, uh, side these note, lives and deaths. Side note, Venom 3 is on the rise in terms of spec. Um, people are yep. paying a lot more for Venom issue number three, the Donny Cates run, because first, of that first appearance of Null. First appearance of Null, yeah. Um, I loved it. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think it's worth going out and picking one up, um, but I don't. I did not love it. I loved it. I thought the story was solid, and I really think uh, it's going to be one of those unique books. Um, and again, you, you guys have heard me say it. It's a it's an indie take on a mainstream hero. And uh, Silver Surfer just has not had any staple good runs in a very, no. very long time. I don't think ever. Uh, he just he had his heyday in the 70s. He had his heyday yeah. of being introduced. He's a fantastic four. And he's been used for de- as, as plot devices yeah. for a lot of things. The and, Herald of Galactus. Right. And he's got a lot of great and interesting powers. Um, power Cosmic is huge, you know. I know, but like that just seems to be... The Deus Ex Machina that they always I use, agree, you yeah. know, like how were they able to do that? Oh, they had the powers cosmic. I get it. No, trust me, I do. But I like how this story puts the power cosmic in a little bit of a limitation because what you're saying is yeah. the power cosmic seems to just be the end all be all. Yep. Like, oh, how, that, how do like, they get out of how, a certain situation? Oh, pin particles, you know, fixed yep. it. Like, yep. ha ha. Yeah. But uh, um, the way that uh, Donny Cates has done it is there's a price to pay for using it. You know what I mean? Did you and have the any price. Yet? The oh. price is he's he's turning black, like he's he's almost like losing life force and be, and losing himself. He's no longer be, the Silver Surfer. He's becoming something else because he's used the power cosmic in a way that is draining him. Mm. That's that's the Silver didn't Surfer you get, black. Didn't you get the impression though that the black was more so that the planet was sucking his light? I mean, he was potentially, but the power cosmic was was protecting him and he he used it because those those guardians in the book yep. that he was trying to nullify yeah. they were so they were too strong and yeah. that was the price to pay yeah. for deal, like dealing them death so is, i i got the impression though that it was almost like a symbiote taking him over possibly. Once, once he was low right low like we were talking about him trying him fending off those guardians yeah um it just seemed like when his energy was zapped, he was more susceptible to this basically this planet of symbiotes, right? And and null is there and I think I think both ideas are right and both ideas are wrong at the same time right now yeah. because yeah. we're only one issue in. Yeah. What I really like to see though is right now the Silver Surfer is the Herald of Galactus. But um well he wasn't. Uh, not a, at the beginning of this issue, they did a recap on why, yeah, yeah, why yeah. he's not anymore. Yeah. Um but he was the Herald of Galactus. It's going to be really cool to see if he becomes the Herald of Null. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, that's kind of where I see it going. Now, do you like the idea of? I didn't see that. I didn't see it coming that Null was the, the bad guy in this. Do you like that idea that I they're like, it. they're, this um, backstory that Donnie creates is created. Donnie Cates has created with Venom mm -hmm. with the symbiote god, basically is now going to become a Marvel wide bad bad guy, right? A new a new a new um, Marvel universe wide bad guy, right? The new Thanos, the new. We need that. Do you think so? Absolutely. Or else it's just going to be the, 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 the swamp of the same villains over and over being recycled into this, uh, different stories and, and just over and over and over. Oh, it's Doctor Doom. Oh, it's Magneto. Oh, it's... Uh, you know what I mean? It's just it's just going to be a cycle of viciousness, and the stories are just going to get rewashed and rewashed and re-rinsed with, 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 with a few different tweaks. But this is a new device that they can use in that machine, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. They can plug him and play him wherever they need to. And it, it shows a few things. Number one is Marvel wholeheartedly believes in Donny Cates and his creative vision. Yeah. Two, uh, it, it just legitimizes Venom to another level of being outside of Spider-Man's story. Now Venom is a lot more overall encompassing, and he can affect the world of Marvel in a way different way than he ever did before. Because at, at the uh, face value, he was really just affecting Peter Parker's world. And then, you know, it was always a gimmick that the symbiote would take over somebody else or blah, blah, blah. And they would just use it. But now he can be a lot more event-changing. Yeah, uh, and that's where I was getting at. Like, yeah. I personally, when I asked you, like, what do you think of that? I personally don't care for that. I like the... Exclusivity micro, of Venom. Yeah, well, exclusivity of anybody. Uh, I love Daredevil comics because they don't use Daredevil very much in the sure. wider Marvel universe, and I like that. It's like it feels compact. It's it's for me as the fan, it's manageable. Yeah, you know. And and I've never been like I have not been a fan of Venom since the beginning, like you have. I came to Venom way later, you know what I mean? Like, after yeah. he, he had his heyday and after he was introduced. Yep. So I have a different opinion about him. I have no problem with him being a, a bigger character and, and, and just a, a driving care. force. I guess I don't care about Venom or Eddie Brock being a bigger character, but I like this Null thing for a storyline in, in the Venom comic. You wanted to stay there. Yeah, kind of. And now I'm going, oh, he had way... I was surprised why he just dropped it. Um, after the first story arc in yeah, Venom, right? because he had bigger plans for it. I know, and then all of a sudden it's off the radar, and Eddie is basically wandering the streets. And then we're in the middle of the War of the Realms, and he's got kind of a different. He's got the um, he's got the crystals that he got from the witch that's creating yeah. a costume for him. That's what's going on in Venom right now. If anybody's wondering, um, I did not expect then to see Null come back. A Venom. Um, related character with he's Silver a, Surfer. To me, but he's a like, god. We're talking about two totally. It's so strange. But, but now he's that you, a, he's now a that god say, from space. Yep. And that's the other thing. It's like, <laughs> God, Marvel, let's be a little more creative. We don't need any more big shit from space. Sure, we do. Thanos. Um, we've got um, Galactus. We just talked about Silver Surfer. If anything got, showing us with Marvel? Uh, we need uh, more shit from space. Let's uh, go. And now, and now, null. And for me, it's just like I'm all for it. Know, why does Marvel have to be the space label? You know what I mean? Or the space comic book? That's production. where bad guys come from. Do they? Yeah. I like the idea they come from here. <laughs> I like space stories. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm kind of after. You all, have to figure out after, where these things come from because up hey, in, because this. 
space is such a great place to have enemies and play, things come from because it's infinite. And, there's no and you can make up no whatever limit. the fuck you want exactly. to because there's you, no basis in reality. Right. You can't just keep having these things pop up from the ancient underground Earth because the superheroes that we know and love have been around for long enough to figure out that the Earth and its secrets aren't really that secret anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you'd There's be really, nothing new under the sun kind of thing. Right. You'd be really surprised if Reed Richards didn't know about some ancient thing like like hanging. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. come on, dude. You've been around forever. You're one of the most brilliant people on the fucking planet. <sighs> you, you, give me a break. Like, you, you didn't know this thing was underground? Like, come on. Uh, that's why space is used as a device. And I understand where you're coming from and all these things come from space. But it's yeah. an infinite pocket of creativity. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. And so... Um, it's definitely worth checking out. It's a really good story. I love about it. Silver, and I've never been a silver surfer. Me neither. Not, I, I've never been not a fan, but I'm not really, you know. It's always been one of those characters. I'm like, oh, cool, surfer. And then, and this then that's it. This is a way to introduce silver surfer to a whole new generation. Uh, just, It's a great way to do it. And having Donnie Cates do it, man. He, he, he just knows characters in and out. And um, he always harkens back to older stories. And, like, he wrote the silver surfer in a way we've really never seen him as a human. You know what I mean? Like, in that first few pages where he goes through, I was, you know, the Herald of Galactus, and mm-hmm. I would show up to these planets and just watch them die. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It really humanized him and put your put your emotions into him because he's never really had that before in, in terms of uh, feeling sorry for being the Herald of Galactus. You yeah. Know? And, like, it's just, it's it's really interesting and cool to see it from that point of view. And then um, it was really interesting to see that the... Um, the birth and dying of all these symbiotes on that symbiote, pl- symbiote planet attracted his attention and really brought him back from the abyss to go search this out. Yes, a life force, a, yeah. a, a life force that uh, that he could he could track out in the darkness. Yeah, and and it's kind of interesting that that's what attracted him. When I think he's the perfect character to deal with this. It's really cool, and we're gonna see what happens. We're only on issue one, and we've talked about this issue for a long time right now. Like that's how much buzz is around this, and like that's why the I think the, the that Silver Surfer Black is exciting because yeah. we're just we're having this in depth conversation about what it's gonna do, what it's gonna I do. I think to, that yeah. you're right as far as him being the new herald of um, no, that of no, sick Silver Surfer Black, sick. It would be pretty sweet, you know. Null's coming to town. Here comes the Silver Surfer. Yeah, get ready. You know, I think they might. Ch- play around with that name a little bit i think they'll they might change it to the black surfer but um yeah it's never been a i don't think it'll stay though i mean obviously no 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 I don't obviously think so it'll be an event uh, that's probably going to be tied in with the absolute carnage stuff coming maybe we'll see um, i'm really excited because to see. Uh, because that's a symbiote that cletus cassidy is looking for all of those codex yeah things right that's the that's the um, he's looking for anybody that's been touched by the symbiote because it's part a piece of their dna yeah, yeah and he's collecting it all because he believes if he collects it all he'll he be will able become to, he'll ultimate. be able to wake up the hive he'll be able to call become ultimate carnage he'll be able to become the god yeah um also i think uh silver surfer black could totally be self-contained because silver surfer went through this giant black hole uh and he helped get the some of the guardians of the galaxy out uh, well some of the other guardians not the regular guys you know um beta ray bill and yep. cosmic ghost rider things like that he he helped get them out of the the, the tube and then he ended up in was this, this part pl- of war of the realms no, this was part of Guardians of the Galaxy, the new one with Donny Cates' run. Yep. It started off with Thanos' funeral, and okay. everyone was gathered there at yep. Thanos' funeral, and then the Black Order showed up and uh, stole um, Thanos' head. Those were Thanos's. And they threw a grenade. The Black Order is who? 
Black Order is uh, Thanos' like right hand man. That's what I thought. Yeah, You're like his his red Imperial guards. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But right as they crashed the funeral, they threw a, a, a like a black hole grenade and sucked the Silver Surfer, Beta Ray Bill, Cosmic Ghost Rider, and some few others through it. Okay. And then that's where Silver Surfer Black starts is them tumbling through the the black yeah. hole, and then he you know uses his cosmic power to throw the hammer and tell well, Beta Ray Bill to try and get out so they bust out of it. Well, I figured there was a previous story that I hadn't yeah. been privy to. And all you need to do is just read that first issue and then you'll understand where that, why I, that Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, so is... I've never been a Galaxy fan, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. Um, is it worth checking out Donny Cates' run on it? It's fun. It's, it's you know, you just got done saying you're tired of the space stuff. Yep. If you don't like space stuff, you're yep. not going to like it because okay. it's all space stuff. Right. I, so, well, I figured that, but I mean, yeah. I mean, in... In Marvel, in the pantheon of Marvel stuff, Donny Cates' stuff is gold lately. Yeah. And it's obvious that all the titles he's touching within Marvel are going to be linked. It, he's he's just, made that clear. Yeah, I mean, the breadcrumbs that he's left and the way that he's pieced together this overall arcing story that really connects is very reminiscent of the cinematic universe because it's almost like I'm, like me personally, I'm not a huge Marvel Comics reader, but I'm I'm a Donny Cates universe reader. Like, so you know here's what what's I mean? happening. Basically, he's creating a pocket universe within Marvel that's just with Donny Cates stuff. Um, yes, but he's linking it really well to past sure. storylines just to give it that credibility yep. that it exists in the same world, yep. but building off of it. And I just, uh, we should almost just rename I mean, our podcast to Smash and Cates because that's all we talk about. <laughs> uh, lately, you know, it's, it comes and goes. I mean, we kind of stopped talking about Donny Cates for a little while. It's hard not after- to, though. The man is affecting the comic industry so so much in terms of the scale and, like, his ideas. Hey, you know, he's uh, just going to fix, he's gonna fix everything. Jesperson, if you're listening, get me, um, get me on the phone with Donny Cates. I really want to figure out what's going to happen next. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ask him when he's going to become the head creative of uh, Marvel because it's it, going to happen someday. It won't be long because you're be, right, it's though. It's going to happen. Mean, you look in Iron Man 2. He's the next, like, Jeff Johns, you know what I mean? Yeah, except good. Well, Ooh. Jeff Johns had a good time. He did. He had a good run. Yeah. And then, you know, before he's, when he cared. Yeah. Donny Cates still cares. Jeff Hopefully he never gets to that Jeff point where he makes too much money. Jeff Green Lantern from nothing to cool. To one of the best storylines ever. One of yeah. the best crossover events of all time. Yeah. Black Knight. Yeah. Which Jeff Johns. Huge. Um, yes, exactly. And but, I feel like But Donny, I feel like his other stuff, like some of his Flash stuff, kind of fell real agreed, flat. Agreed. Uh, but I feel like Donny Cates is working up to be the next Jeff Johns and create that next great event. You know what I mean? That, that one that people talk about. The thing is that... Um, what I hate now is I don't know if you heard um, about. Um, Take your time. Use your words. Never mind. Okay. Uh, it it totally just escaped me. That's fine. But it it was about a writer coming on to write Spider Man. It was somebody's son. Oh, JJ Abrams. Abrams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think about this? JJ Abrams' son. We talking about Donny Cates. He's paid his dues. He's wrote numerous um, early um, independent series that are amazing. Yep, and he's worked his way up to the big leagues, right? And he's got the big titles right now yeah. on Marvel. He hasn't written Spider-Man um, yet, uh-huh. but all of a sudden, J.J. Abrams' kid, never had any experience in writing comics, gets a new Spider-Man title. I mean, I mean, I'll that put would it, be a slap in the face if I'll I was a veteran. It, if I was a veteran writer, I'll, I'll put it for you simply. Donny Cates has never made a billion dollar movie. So JJ <laughs> Abrams has. <laughs> yeah, but I mean talk about nepotism when we're supposed to No. It's it's that, fine. It, You're to trying me, to To let, me it it's where's the purity in the f- art form of comic books? There is none. Comic books make no money. 
No, but there is no money in books. Right, so they do it for the love of comics, the sure. love of the story. So bringing in but you have to a famous director's kid is, to me, is a slap in the face to the industry. I disagree. You don't think so? Nope. Not Why? with the way the industry is taking now, or is going now. Why? Because now, now you have a story with a legitimate Hollywood mind about it. You bring a different type of fanfare about it. You're making comics a spectacle again. You, you know... You yeah, can't make it do, a spectacle for sure. You can't do it with the writing because a lot of these stories that have been going on, you know, we see these new number ones and these cycling stories and only a five issue mini and like blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But now you're making comic books a spectacle again, giving people a reason to buy because, oh, J.J. Abrams is going to write a Spider-Man book. That's cool. No, it's, his kid is. He's no, not he's writing it He's helping him. His name gets to be on the book, but. I disagree. I think it's great. I, I think it's good for comics because it, it creates a buzz. And that's what the comics industry needs is buzz. You need people talking about that kind of stuff. You need people like J.J. Abrams and filmmakers who are affecting. The, that's where all the money's at is in film. Comics don't make that much money. No, and, they and don't. And you need, you need those things, these cool events to happen because it just it makes it feel much more prestigious in, in, its, right, in its own right. To who? To me. To fans. To me. No. I bet yeah. you may be. I think, but you're, you're older than me, though. You know, you're coming from a different generation that has been reading comics forever in the golden age of storytelling. No, silver age at the end of the silver. Not age. Gold, not, not what I'm saying. Yeah, like gold, um, like golden. Like you're not, you're not 60 years old. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm just saying that was the heyday of of good storytelling. Is when you were heavily reading books as a kid growing up. Um, and long story arcs; those no longer exist. Well, this is what I'm. This is what I'm getting at: is um, this is only a marketing ploy, and I feel like that's a finger to the comic book industry. Disagree. I don't think it's a marketing ploy. The kid doesn't write. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. So and, he, and he gets the biggest, the biggest character in Marvel, um, as for what? Because he's Donny Cates. Or not Donny Cates. Excuse me. He's J.J. Abrams' kid. That's exactly what they're saying. Yeah. How do these other people who have? What I'm saying is these. Guys working in the industry have busted their ass, and then they got to watch this happen. I mean, it's the same in every industry. Man, I I can't believe you feel this way. Where you know the 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 integrity of of the art form is just like nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a form. shit. Give me a break. It's all about sales, buddy. If it helps me sell some more books and people like it, I'm all for it. I'm 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 honestly can't believe you feel that way. I like, think it's, I think it's good for books. It yeah, it's, it's going to sell for, more books. It's good for Marvel. It's good for JJ. It's good for his son. It's good for collectors. It's good for fans. Yeah, it's good for. I mean, that's the thing where people are feeling like this is a win-win for everybody. I don't understand why you're not. Why it's who? It's only going to be five issues. It's going to be five issues and done. Well, and what do you care? I just think. <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't affect me personally. Then I don't just, buy it. <laughs> wow. End of story. <laughs> don't don't buy it. I just. You know, it's your money. Don't buy it. No, I'm talking about it's talking about the effect on the industry. There is no effect on the industry. It's good Come for on, the industry. Come on, you're just being dumb now. As far as not like, at all. this is this, this is, is not going to have an effect on the industry. Then why are they doing it? To sell books. Yeah, that's the effect on the industry. They're they're cheapening the the cheapening. The, of, they're bringing in a name, a name who would never who would scoff at the idea of doing a book. You would never get these. These are kids. These guys are filmmakers. They make billion dollar films. Yeah, and he's he's putting billion dollar films aside to write a comic book. Like, that's just, cool. Who's thinking about? But what I'm getting at is who's on the side of the of the comic book creators? Nobody. 
Do you know what that's I mean? That's not up to us, and that's not up to them. That's up to the. That's up to Marvel. That's what I'm getting at. Is that I'm on the side of the creator, 100. percent And if I'm watching, you know, so and so's, I hear no creators out crying against it. Really, it's all over their Twitter accounts. I literally looked at Donny Cates' Twitter account earlier today. When he's all out crying against oh, yeah? it. Yep. Pull it up. Let's see it. You pull it up. I'm t- I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Creators are not happy about the news in the last couple of days. It's a five-issue miniseries. If they hired J.J. Abrams to take over head of creative or if they hired him to do uh, Amazing Spider-Man for a year, then I would say uh, you can cry foul. But it's five issues. Calm down. You, you know think, what I mean? I, I don't think so. I think this is like major faux pas. When I mean, it's not mm. even like, it's not like it was a C-list character. They gave him Spider-Man. It's cheaper than doing J.J. Abrams' movie. You know what I mean? That's yeah. really what Marvel's at right now. It's like, you know, maybe they approached him about doing a Spider-Man movie, and he said no, but I'd be interested in writing a comic. This is the exact reason that um, I think, you know, we've we started talking about why the indies are better. This is the kind of corporate bullshit move that that – cheapens it you know i just i just disagree we're not going to agree on it and that's fine but that's the that's comics and that's fandoms um i think it's good for the industry i think it's good to have a name like that come in and and uh, and do a, a fun storyline it's just fun man it's just comics at the end of the day why are we getting all pissy pissy about it it's just comics <laughs> it's supposed to be fun yeah enjoy it for five issues and it's over i just yeah i mean i i get what you're saying but I don't think it's going to leave a long-lasting impact on the industry. I think that it really shows how little Marvel cares about its hard-working creators. That's on them, not on us. No, 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 no. And I'm <laughs> saying that. What I'm saying, and, and, and I get that, and I'm not saying it's on us. I'm just saying I think it's a shitty idea to do that. Is it, though? Because it's guaranteed sales for them, and it's a, it's a, it's a good move for them to get Not the- everything is about money though yes it is See, and that's where we're coming from like <laughs> yes it if is we're in, if we're in it for the money why are we talking about comic books do you we're, know what i mean we're I we're mean, not in it for the money it's they're in it for the money yeah we're talking about we're talking about two different things you're talking about from a marvel standpoint yeah that's a great idea um i'm talking about i'm like, talking about a fan a, uh, a fans I'm, I'm talking about my my fan opinion and my fan opinion is that that's awesome i like it i'll read that it's going to introduce a new villain. That's cool. I like that idea. Then Marvel owns that villain. You don't think J.J. Abrams gets to own that villain. Marvel gets to own it. Right. And then we can see something spin out of it, and then other writers could ha- to grasp a hold of this new cadaverous guy. It's the same reason I don't listen to boy bands. I mean, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want manufactured pieces of shit. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's exactly right. They just hire a name and to sell a book. Who gives a shit if it's good? Who gives a shit if the writers work their ass off or done nothing? You know what I mean? That's where I'm just saying it's like nothing matters. It, you know, these guys that are busting their butt with good quality work. We're looking at even this Darcy Van uh, Polgeist, right? Sure. And she's busting her butt, making a great name out of Little Bird. And she's working her all the way up. Let's say if she gets on a Marvel title and this is that was her goal or something. And the, what J- she's... But J.J. Abrams hasn't busted his ass to get to where he's at? That doesn't give him the right to place his son on something he has nothing to do with. But I'm just saying, I mean, uh, you know, like, I understand where you're coming J. J. from. Abrams I'm is... playing devil's advocate. I mean, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I still think it's good for books, though. It's just because it, oh, it it's, it's a small. It was never. It was. This is this. My opinion is not, it's not about whether it's good for books or not. It's whether it's whether it's a shitty move for to the to their employees. You know what I mean? Um, I, 
I guess I'm just not seeing it's five issues. I'm not seeing why it's why why it's bad. Why? Okay, but I guess I'm just going like you just said. It's J.J. Abrams. He's not a comic book writer. And but he likes that stuff. He does for sure. He's in love with so it. So then he gets. He's a just, creative mind. He's a genius. I agree. I agree with so that. So why not have his input on a comic book? Why does it have to be his kid? Because his kid was interested in it, and that's just how they're packaging it, man. I know, but like, you know how like. You know what nepotism is, right? Oh, I understand, but I mean, I guess I. What would make you happy if JJ did it by himself? Neither. I mean, why? Why should he get a Spider-Man title just because he's JJ Abrams? Because he's JJ Abrams. So, if George R. R. Martin wrote a wrote a comic book, would you be saying the same thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because again, but he's a writer. Doesn't matter. JJ Abrams is a writer too. We're talking about like. Oh, well, okay. I, I'm just saying. I think you're just mad at J.J. Abrams' kid. No, I, I'm I'm mad at the fact that we need to. <laughs> <laughs> this problem is bigger than the both of us could, sir. Well, you know, okay, like your job here, you've worked very hard at it. Yeah. And so some, uh, let's say they're going to just assign a new store manager, overall store manager. Okay. And you're working, you want it. And it's just some dink off the street that used to work at Get and Go. I'll go. I'll quit and I'll go find another job. That's what I'm saying. That's what's going on. These guys are going. The fuck does this kid know? We've been we've been working. That's that's my point. I'm right. on the side of the creator. I'll make it pretty black and white for you. Nobody owes anybody anything in this world. They don't owe you shit. It doesn't matter how hard you worked or how what you've done. Nobody owes you shit. You know what I mean? Nobody owes you shit. If you don't like it. Go find a different job. I, I'm really just being really black and white about it. You could complain about it all you want if you work for Marvel and you're mad that J.J. Abrams and his son get this book. Go somewhere else then. Go write. Go 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 write a book at Image. Go write your own book. Go write. Go go be creatively happy. It's really all about happiness at the end of the day. Yes, we talked about money. We talked about big money moves. But if these creators aren't happy about it, go be happy. Go find your happiness. Go find it. There's no reason for you to be pessimistic about it. Marvel's going to do what Marvel's going to do, whether the creators like it or not. They can quit, and there's other avenues to go to. There's Image Comics. There's Aftershock Comics. They could start their own goddamn comic book label if they wanted to. But as know, long as they're happy. You know, you know what I mean? It's go, go find your happiness. But you you understood what I'm saying because you said you would quit and go find another job. Yeah. Why would you quit? If, I, if that's not what I want and I'm not happy, I'll go find something else. If that's what your boss did to you after your years of service... What am I gonna do though? Sit around and complain about it? Like, oh yes, that's that is a shitty move. Too and bad. And that's what Marvel's doing. Too bad. Why At do the, you say too bad? Why are you? Because on that it's side? not gonna change anything. Why not? I mean, that's it's, it's that, not gonna change anything. That's the, this is the whole reason. Like we started this podcast to talk about the way independents do something. This is exactly why, you know, this is a big move out of Marvel in the '90s because these guys weren't getting any recognition for the hard work they were putting in. Yeah, and then they what did they do? They went and started their own thing, and that's where they, exactly they quit and they started something new, and they and they and they now enjoy their lives. And we have Image Comics, we have all these great intellectual properties. They didn't sit around and complain about it, Tyler. Wow, they did something about it. Yeah, I just they didn't go to Twitter <laughs> and tweet about it. They would have if it was around. Sure, but they didn't do that. You know what I mean? The, at the end of the day, if those guys are complaining about it and they still work for Marvel, they're just complainers. Yeah. That's true. That's all I'm saying. 
You can sit around and complain about it and I'm like not, no, be I'm mad. Not compl- no, no, no. I'm talking about the creators. Like they can sit around and complain about it and how JJ got this thing. But if they're not doing anything about it, if they're not like, no, I'm done. That's the last straw for me. I'm gonna go work for someone else and be happy. Yeah. Then they're just complaining. To complain it doesn't change anything. No. Because the change that you want needs to come from those creators then, and a fire needs to be lit under their asses. If it's the biggest deal that you think it is and you say it is, then they need to do something about it because we can't do anything about it. Uh, as buyers and fans, we're so low on the totem pole. But those creators should have the voice that the and, – and in the spirit of those image guys did, they quit. They started their own brand, and now they're one of the biggest voices out there. You know, They did – did something about it they didn't like the way it was they changed it themselves yeah but why does it have to be changed it's like marvel's marvel's just going to cripple itself that's that's what i don't not Uh, cripple itself in financially but but as far as losing key creators that they that have put them in this position right now of being but that's the consequences of their choices and their actions and and what i'm commenting on those decisions that they're making i feel like are shady and and not their, their best their best interest is their self-interest. I know. I understand that. Yeah. I'm just saying if JJ Abrams is going to sell them uh, you know 100,000 copies, then JJ Abrams is going to sell them 100,000 fucking copies. They're going to be happy. Yeah, I know that. I'm not saying that they're not. <laughs> I'm just saying that um there's guys on in line that deserve it more. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what you're saying. I get you. I feel and, you. And, and, I'm not and disagreeing. What with I'm you. saying is that the fact that you think that's worth nothing surprises me. I'm not saying it's not worth anything. I'm just saying that these guys work in Hollywood. These guys have zero to no time to dedicate to that stuff. And it's just cool that they will set aside some time to uh, look at another medium and give it some attention. Because these guys make billion dollar films and, and spend years of their life working on giant projects with hundreds of thousands of people. And it's cool that they can just take a break, stop, sit down, and deal with a, a, a fandom at a, a base level, like a comic book, something tangible yeah, that goes into people's hands. that's not what's going on. I mean, what's going on is J.J. Um, Abrams' kid wants a comic book. I think and you're looking at it really darkly. Yeah, because that's what happened. That's not what happened, though. Oh, really? Why would they... J.J. Abrams' kid's interested in comic books, so Daddy says, here, I will make it happen. And he talks to Marvel and gets him a Spider-Man title. I can't answer that for you. I know. <laughs> but from everything that that's I've read and theory. heard. No, from everything I've read and heard, that's a lot of people's it Sounds input. like more negative feedback being twisted into what that is. Really? So, you know, if they wanted J.J. Abrams, putting J.J. Abrams on it would have been the move. You know, then J.J. going, oh, no, you know what, let my kid do it. You know, it's like... <laughs> What's this kid going to do, go sell shoes? Like, it's J.J. Abrams' kid, man. He gets what he wants. That's what I'm saying. Why, that's, oh, well. that's You say, oh, well, I say that's not the kind of industry I want to support. I will reserve my opinion until I read the book in September. I don't care what how good the book is. <laughs> I, I think the way the way that it came about is, is underhanded and shady. I didn't hear of any backdoor deals being made, and I, I don't know. It's not stepping on anybody's toes, I don't think, because it's it's an independent book, freely of independent of anything else, and it's not like what do you he's mean independent. It's independent story. It's not it's not a story that's being. Um, it's not Amazing Spider-Man. It's no, not, no, you know what I mean. But you know, Chip Sadarsky's Chip worked his ass off, and he's finally got his independent Spider-Man story, and he fucking deserves it. And absolutely, J.J. Abrams' kid 
does not deserve a Spider-Man story. It's what I'm saying. He hasn't paid his dues. He hasn't... I hear you. I hear Do you. you? Because you seem to think that it's only money. Money's the only thing that matters. To them, it does. Yeah, but you as the fan, you don't... I mean, these guys, like you just said... I want to read you a J.J. Abrams-produced book. You you just said that you, know, you are more of a Donny Cates universe, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but... So you obviously really like his writing, but some kid who hasn't... Donny Cates is good, and he's done all this stuff, and he's got these things because he's worked hard. I hear you. Yeah. This no-name person was appointed this book because of who his dad is. And it's like, you know... You know, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, if it's good or bad, it to me, it's all tainted because this is crappy. This is bad business. Uh, not financially, but is, this is not a good. This is not what you would call um, good business move, as far as their I, as far as their staff goes. I'm speaking at it from a fan level. I've always liked J.J. Abrams stuff, Love and it. Yeah. I, I've always liked his things. I'm, not, yeah, I'm interested to see what it, what uh, comes out of it. I'm really. I'm just from the announcement. I'm I'm just interested. I, I was I was just really interested. I thought it was cool. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I I guess like I I'm more about the morality of things, right? The I, I I see that side of it, but it's just I just don't I don't see the the super big impact on it. It's it's a five issue mini. It's a fun little experiment that I think they're having. No, you know I agree with you. There's not going to be a super big impact. The impact I think is just it just for me. It rubs you the wrong way. It rubs me the wrong way, yeah, I about gotcha. what Marvel thinks of their writers. They have the best comic book writers in the world. And and J.J. Abrams' kid just gets, because he wants it? That's that's where I'm just going, this is some Donald Trump shit. But you know what I mean? Just going, I'm that's... Donald Trump, but I want my son to have this. <laughs> I hear you. And the, those, those, those creators that are complaining about it, you know, if, if, if they're really, really complaining about it, that adamant about it, Go quit. Go work for somebody else. <laughs> they probably won't. Um, right. But, I yeah, I guess I'm just I'm surprised at your cold take on it. I'm just I'm interested in the 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 project. I'm interested to see what, where where it'll take what 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 happens in it. Yeah. You know. But yeah, that's where I'm at on it. And that's where we're at for our episode. I'm I'm le- I I will staunchly not buy it. All right. And that. That is your right, good yeah. sir. I, I just think... And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and there's I, nothing wrong with your opinion. I want you to know. I just don't want to give my money to a project that I feel like is disrespectful to the other creators out there. You know what I mean? That's where that's where your your, your flag is put, and yeah. that's where it's going to stay. Yeah. I, I am always 100%. I will side with creativity over business. Sure. I get it. Without... I speak from, from the other side because without the business, I don't get to work in it. You know what I mean? Like... I'm all for like the stuff that's going to sell more books. You that's, know, uh, if that sells more books for a, the a store and it makes more money, that's awesome. Because without that, I can't do what I do and enjoy what I do, and I have that I have that happiness. You know that that um, people strive for and look for. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah, and if I wasn't, I would go and do something else. So yeah, I know, but like it would just you've got a good relationship with your boss. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yet, you know that a move like that would wreck that. It would ruin that. Yes, I, and, and that's where I'm coming. But from. we've established that, yeah. Yeah, and so that's but where, if, I, but that's if that where I'm ha- saying this is. But if this is a shitty move, but if that's that happened, you know, I mean, like, like I said, I would move on and find something else, and 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 not complain, sit around and, and turn the lights off, and be like in the dark corner, complain about it. 
Yeah. I, but we're talking on the scale of big time, you know. Sure. We're talking, like you just said, this could be established this new um, character that they're hinting at, right? But and JJ wants the, JJ is not going to quit movies and his no, son's, no, 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 uh, no, know, no. So, I, no, so, so why stuff, does so. this, I guess what I'm getting is why does this kid get that? I can't answer that for you. I know. That's that's where I'm going. Real, like, if it is something big where it becomes a new character that eventually becomes a staple and down the road people are going to be hunting these, these you know, minis, these five issues. Then that's good for Marvel Comics. Yeah, but that could have been really great for an established writer to have that feather in their cap. But, but Marvel took that away from him and gave it to a kid because but what a if movie it takes, producer but, said he wanted but it what done. If, but on the flip side, what if it took off and something happens with it and then writers who work at Marvel get a chance to write a story with that character and then all of a sudden they write a great story that's better than the original origin story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not looking at it at all angles. This could be good for... That the, could happen with any writer. Okay. And, and I'm just saying like... This kid, I mean, if you've read about I, this, we really, got to stop. Though. This we're really, going, I know, we're I know. going past. This kid way. has no writing experience. That's <laughs> where I'm going. He's not a comic book writer. Well, we'll leave it to the listeners to decide. That is going to bring us to the end of our episode. Question for you guys: Write us, email us, text us, call us, whatever. Uh, do you think J.J. Abrams' uh, comic and his son's comic is good for the industry or bad for the industry? I'm on the side of good. Tyler is decidedly on the side of bad. Oh, I don't think it's going to be bad for the industry. I've never been saying that at all. I've been saying I think it's a finger in the face of comic book creators. All right, a wag of the finger. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's going to be it's sales. I, it's not going to tank. I I know that, and I'm with you on that. I get that, and I get that's why Marvel's doing it. You just you just want to be the union union jack of the of the creator, like unionize. Yeah, man, <laughs> they, for hundred percent. I. People work so hard at creative endeavors and have it just pulled away from them for some for a nobody because of who his daddy is. We're gonna let fucking sucks, man. We're gonna let Tyler ride off into the distance screaming, Get off my lawn, you damn new comic creator wannabe. That's gonna take that's, us out that's though. A good from, one. He's a wannabe. <laughs> from our sponsor, Rainbow Comics, thirty three ten South Minnesota Avenue, beautiful Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and fifteen oh one Pine Lake Road, Suite seventeen in Lincoln, Nebraska. That is our show. We've been smashing grab comics. I'm JP. Tyler's angry. We'll not, see no. you. <laughs> wait. No, no, no. Sign off. Wait. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>